This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out takes. Almunia saves. Look out follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one on the counter attack. Forestieri. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us this time for the Opposition View, Adam from the Pinken, Norwich City. Good evening. How are you? Yeah, apart from apart from Norwich City and the football at the moment, um, yeah, everything's good in terms of life. But uh, yeah, not good on the pitch. No, and <laughs> there's been a few shouts against your manager, hasn't there? If um, if I'm reading correctly, is that correct? Yeah, it, it was um, a really toxic end to the defeat against Blackburn last Saturday at Carrow Road. It's been well, it's been boiling under for for quite a few months now. Probably the last few weeks have been a little bit difficult. Uh, despite the win at Swansea, we came back to, against Blackburn and, and lost the game. And Dean Smith out and a few uh, different choice language um, words I won't repeat on this podcast where chanted towards oh, Dean Smith and his football oh, so um, yeah not, not great at the moment is that, is that aimed at Dean, Dean himself or is there a little bit more in terms of what's going on upstairs as well yeah, it's it's a mix. I mean, Dean Smith's probably the, the spokesperson at the moment for everything that's going on on the pitch. Ultimately, yeah, he he's the one who has to take the blame. I don't think the players are particularly on side with him at the moment. Grant Hanley came out and, and spoke to the media after the game the other day, and, and he didn't really sound like a man who was galvanised by Dean Smith. The football's been pretty difficult to watch. We don't really have a, a playing style or an identity. Fans, in terms of football at Carrow Road, one win in seven, really been yeah. difficult to watch. But um, fundamentally, when you boil it down, I think the actual issue probably lie further up Stuart Weber, our sporting director, hasn't really been seen in any capacity for for quite a few months now. Um, probably the end of the season last year, he came out and done a, an in-house media chat. But he's currently climbing mountains, so um, yeah, it's not it's not been uh, it's not been a particularly great few months at uh, Norwich City Football Club. Uh, and Dean Smith is a man, unfortunately, who's taken the, the brunt of the criticism at the moment. Yeah, because Weber Weber was pretty well considered, wasn't he, at one stage and at one period? But but it, it, the the shine seems to have gone off it. And I, I remember him announcing, "I'm going up Kilimanjaro." Or wherever, whichever particular mountain he's chosen to, to wander Other up. Other mountains are available. 
They are. They are indeed. And they're also available outside of the fucking football season. I don't mind swearing. Um, how, how has that been taken by the fans? Because I would get the right ache with it. Yeah, it's, it's been... When it initially came out, not very well recepted. I mean, he's a man who's been at the club now for, for five years. He came in, kind of galvanised us, um, really built this uh, sort of new philosophy of football in the way he brought in Daniel Farker. He kind of embedded, uh, this is what we're going to be. This is the brand of football. We're going to be self-financed. And probably in the past year since he announced he was going to go up the mountains and he kind of admitted that he's maybe not... I don't know, think of another job offer came in. He's now on a rolling contract. He can basically leave when he wants. It just feels like it's kind of him pushing it under the carpet now. The mountain element is um, taking over. He's very much focused on that. He's not really seen around the training ground anymore where he's a, a regular there. And there was this kind of impression amongst you know the fans that he was going to keep the like, local media like ourselves on board um, mm. he's very much shut us out as well so it's been a, a very sort of interesting few months he's not a man who's um yeah been seen other than at games in in the you know sort of the director's box other than that he's not been seen in any other capacity since the end of last season and, and even that was a, an in-house piece of content where they could filter out the questions and, and sort of dictate uh. the narrative of what they wanted so uh yeah it's, it's not been great and i think him and his wife zoe ward who's also a director at the club um them two are probably the Ooh. The people that are being targeted at the moment because it feels like they're kind of running this football ground, uh, football club a bit into the ground. And, and Delia's kind of happy because she loves them both, so she's just letting them get on with it. But um, yeah, the fans are trying to turn media yeah, so controlled we... narratives on questions. Yeah, that's oh, weird, isn't it? We've familiar all this, isn't it? Mm. I think that's a growing thing. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I, I, I've got to say because from from an outsider looking in, and Norwich have always been that team when they get relegated from the Premier League, they're always going to bounce back. They're always worth a tenner, you know, in the in the bookies in terms of going back. But it certainly has a feel this season that that might not be the case. And, you know, like I've just said there, it certainly feels like there's more to it than just the manager and, and, and so forth. So would you say it's a club in turmoil or is that a little bit a little bit too much at the moment? Yeah, I mean, the accounts didn't make the particularly pretty reading. Yeah, yeah. We, say, yeah. Oh, oh, we'll see you and we'll raise you there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, in a club that in recent years, self-financed, always sort of been it. Yeah. In a, um, yeah, on the last accounts, there was a, a total of £60 million of loans taken out for the Premier League last season. And I think the club probably, and Stuart Weber himself, banked on them just automatically getting promoted again and it wouldn't be a problem. They can pay that off straight away. And at the moment, that's not the case. There's a lot more pressure on it this season, or definitely next season if they aren't. Back in the Premier League within the next couple of years, this club could be going back the route that they were going down before. Weber arrived um, where the money looked like a bit of an issue. We have now got uh, an American buying into the club. Um, he's bought a percentage of, of shares, uh, C-preference shares, which are a relatively unknown thing in football where he's kind of injected some money in and eventually he's hoping that he's going to take over the club in, in full capacity when um, Delia and Michael part ways from the club, um, which probably won't be anytime soon, but we'll see. But yeah, it's been off the pitch. Probably more of an issue than on the pitch. I mean, on you know, looking in from probably an outsider, you look at where we sit in the league fifth, and it probably doesn't look like the end of the world. But um, yeah, definitely the fans are starting to turn. Dean Smith taking the criticism. Um, a lot of these players have now been at the club for sort of four or five seasons. It probably feels like maybe the club needed more of a reset in the summer. They didn't really get that. We only brought in four players, um, and Aaron Ramsey's only on loan, so really it's only three three players. So. Um, yeah, I think there's probably there's probably issues that lie more in the recruitment um, and the upper sort of board element, but Dean Smith as well in terms of the football. It's, this has been the worst brand of football I've seen probably since Chris Hewton and, and that was tough to watch, but he did at least kind of grind out results and he kept us in the Premier League for a season. So there's probably mitigating factors that maybe, you know, that was relatively successful where Dean Smith at the moment is not really getting the best out of a squad that, that should be competing much higher up in the in the championship in terms of broad domestics, really. The I've got to say, Adam, you're making me feel better about the watch. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the style of play 
that you associate with Norwich City, I always put you guys in one of those the, the, the buckets of like to play good football. It's not just about the results, it's also about how you play. Is that fair and reasonable? And if that is the case, is that what's grinding the gears on match day? Yeah, I think we've obviously had criticism of Angle from other fans that maybe we're entitled to feel like we should walk the championship. And we've kind of been used to, what well, we call it, fuck ball. Uh, very nice possession-based progressive football. You know, we've sort of, well, basically, as soon as we get one goal, we get two, then we get three. And we just play really nice brand of football in the championship. That didn't really work in the Premier League, but that's a you know different animal completely. You kind of expect that, trying to play that football against Man City is never going to work. But um, Dean Smith came in, I think, you know, the club almost kind of ripped up what there's what's worked before in terms of this plan they had in place, the way we're going to play football, philosophy, everything just went out the window, went for Dean Smith, sort of an, a proven manager, I suppose you could say in England in terms of promotions out of the championship, but also kept Aston Villa in the Premier League. He came in, it's more like a pragmatic approach where he looks at the opposition and tries to set up against them as opposed to really having a style or a brand of football, which I think because Norwich fans have got so used to, to Daniel Farkill, that's the way we play every single week. And to then go to Dean Smith, which... I couldn't tell you what his brand of football is. He doesn't really have one. It's just lump it up, which is something we've not really seen for for many years either. Um, it's just been a very negative feeling towards the football and the fact that the performances haven't been one good performance all season. The, probably the best 20 minutes we had was against Middlesbrough and we lost that game as well. So yeah, it, it feels like the tide is turning a little bit. Um, the season ticket renewals are coming in January and there's a large sway of fans that are also turning against that saying they're not really going to spend 500, 600 quid next season on a season ticket. So big concerns in terms of yeah, extra financial issue there as well. So it's not good really in any on the pitch, off the pitch situation at the moment at Norwich, despite the fact, yeah, we sit we sit fifth in the league and I don't know, it feels like maybe a change of managers to root, but then I don't think that's the whole issue. That's the thing. You know, football fans automatically problems on the pitch, the manager needs to be changed. But I think there's probably yeah. deeper roots in the issues of Norwich. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? How de- how can you say such a thing? <laughs> yeah, really. I, I just want to say something on, and it kind of links into what you were saying about finances. And it's in terms of player that you have at your club that honestly boggles me it mystifies me Todd Cantwell who I've seen he's a player that first started noticing I thought my god he's good you know he's gonna he's he's got 50 million quid written on his he was like another um oh god what was his name that you sold for years ago uh yeah 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 Madison yeah Madison I was thinking of yeah but Brodie is another another one as well but Todd Cantwell I put in that category that they were gonna you know ship him on but he just seems to have gone missing you know, he's, I, I don't know what's happened to his career. Can you can you put your finger on it? Yeah, it's been a difficult one for him. I mean, yeah, ripped up in the Premier League, sort of out of nowhere, wasn't really anywhere even amongst the sort of team until the pre-season of that year. And he came in, took the, the Premier League by storm. We were quite lucky in the sense that he stayed with us in, in the Championship the next season. And him, Wendia, Pookie was almost like a bit of a cheat mm. code. The fact we just sort of walked the league with them, um, <laughs> even, even in games where we weren't particularly performing well, you knew that one good ball from Campbell or Pookie, um, when dear to Pookie and it's, you know you're going to win the game so yeah but then him and Fark had a little bit of a falling out towards the the sort of end of that season start of the next season and he kind of got well his training I think in terms of on the pitch in terms of yeah before games was very very poor his attitude isn't particularly great I think that's really where the issues lie Daniel Farker kind of cast him adrift he then went on loan to Bournemouth didn't really perform yeah. there and it felt like he'd come back this season pre-season really really positive had a, a very good pre-season it felt like the attitude was there a few nice interviews a few nice lines about you know he's really hungry to to kick on he loves his football club etc you know a local boy to the area but again I think there's been a few injuries throughout the season but 
again, I think the reason he's been cast adrift at the moment against Swansea in the last game, Dean Smith said that he basically said to him during the week that he wasn't willing to put himself in the frame to start that game because he didn't think he was match fit enough to, to start, which bear in mind, we just had a four-week World Cup break. Every single player is going to be in the same boat. But the fact he's saying that to the manager rings a few alarm bells. Uh, wasn't in the squad as well against Blackburn at all, not even on the bench. So um, he looks like a man who's probably... He wants to be. He wants the football a lifestyle, but um, I'm not sure he's actually willing to, you know, commit to that in terms of training and and playing games, which is ultimately going to be his downfall. And it feels like he's almost kind of the, the next Ravel Morrison or that kind of ilk of player, where very good player, very talented, but maybe the the lack of effort in terms of on the pitch and training is probably going to kill his career. Yeah, great, great um, analogy there. I like that. No, very good, very good. I mean, when I was thinking about talking about Norwich, you know, I'm, I'm going back to like the 70s and the 80s. You know, they've always liked to try to try to play football, and therefore a Dean Smith kind of team felt a little bit odd because, as you say, they are kind of fairly fairly nondescript. One thing that you would imagine would be in the, the the minds of the management of the club would be obviously there is a transfer window coming in. Yes, your technical director is halfway up Tanzania mountains or what have you. <laughs> um, but you, you would hope that something has been set up, you know, to to do something during that time. Or if we're going to make a change, we make a change so that we're bringing in you know people for the new manager. If we're going to do that, there's just no indication of uh, of a change being made. You think? No, I mean the last game really felt like the moment. Sort of in the post match press conference, Dean Smith very bullish, saying you know. I don't know where Stuart Weber he's not if he wants to speak to me you know then he can come and speak to me about my position I think fans probably expected he might have been sacked by the Sunday I was fairly confident they weren't going to do that I think we got looting away on Boxing Day I think he'll be there for that as long as he gets a result that'll probably buy yeah. him the next couple of home games well, so please, yeah. we'll, we'll thank him for that if he does yeah. <laughs> I think you lost you lost at home to that horrible lot didn't you if I vaguely remember yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry to hear that yeah. This is Barry from Watford saying you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Thank you. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He's got a, you know, he, the next three games feel pretty pivotal because we then got the F Cup games. So it's really a couple of weeks before then the next league game again. So I think if it's not a case of the next three games go well for him, then yeah, it feels like that moment probably after that might be the point where they have to look elsewhere ahead of January as well. But the problem is Norwich don't really have any money to spend. They have seven players out of contract as well in the summer, which are free to start speaking to other clubs. Uh, the likes of Timmy Puki is probably the one there that's most notable. Uh, a lot of fans wanted him tied down again, but I don't think he's going to be signing. So it feels like the club's almost going back five years to this five-year plan they had in place of uh, trying to get us back to the Premier League and established. Um, and I think that's probably where they're going. They're going to have to reset everything again. A lot of players will move on. They'll have to then re sort of well revitalize the club and all 
almost go back to to square one, which um, feels really quite you know quite flattening when when you've kind of built this plan and then it's you've ended up going straight back to the to square one again. So um, yeah, there's a lot of issues within the club that lie deeper than Dean Smith, but I don't see him going anywhere in the short term. But the issue is once the fans turn, I've never really seen a point where fans then get back on board because mm. he's going to need a really sizable run of games now where you get positive performances, positive results. And I don't see that coming. One win in seven at home is nowhere near good enough for a team that should be performing a lot higher than, than where they are. So I don't see it. I don't see this ending well. I think Dean Smith will go at some point between now and the end of the season. But uh, when that will be, will it dictate whether Norwich have still got a fair hope of automatics or playoffs, or whether they end up finishing? I mean, you're still in fifth, though, aren't you? I mean, you're only you're only just behind us. Two, I think, two points in it, and that, the championship is bonkers. So, you, like you say, you get a few runs together or a few games, and the fans, you know, Dean Smith might, you know, get a, get a little uh, a, a run this season because you're not in that. You, you know, you're not sort of down in the doldrums or anything like that. And I think I think that the way it comes across, clearly there's a lot of lot of things going on behind the scenes at Norwich. But actually, I know the home form's bad, but actually in, in terms of where we are in the season, we're coming up to sort of the Christmas period where it you kind of know where you're you're roughly going to be after this. You're 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 still in it, in my opinion anyway. You know, look looking at I mean your your game's coming up look awful. I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Uh they they don't look good. So I think yeah probably you you're probably right in the end of January where, where you are there might be a, an indication what happens to the manager yeah the, ne- the next three games feel pretty big I think they're, they're probably define whether Dean Smith has gone and then they get a new manager that might revitalise them I think it's kind of similar to when Norwich had uh, Alex Neal came in in the January and we were starting about 12th at that point 10 points off second place and he came in and we ended up finishing uh he was three points behind you guys in the in the automatics, but then we went mm-hmm. up through uh through Wembley so yeah that that probably feels like maybe the way forwards but yeah, I just don't see a way that this ends well for Dean Smith either. Got- Is Dean Smith the emperor's new clothes? At Walsall, he did a good job, but he was at Walsall. So there was no pulling up of trees. There wasn't, you know, they didn't really get anywhere, but he did a good enough job that Brentford came. We've seen what Brentford have gone on to do after he left to go to Villa. He was a lifelong Villa fan. We know that. But I would suggest that the underpinning recruitment, the point that we've made earlier on, had done a good job for Dean Smith there. He went to Aston Villa and, okay, he got them up, but literally by the by the final knockings, really. Is he somebody who is promoted beyond his level of competence, do you think? Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assessment. When he when he arrived and everyone's going, oh, he's got a wealth of experience in, in English football. He's obviously inherited a squad in the Premier League that's not good enough, but in terms of the championship, this squad should be doing a lot better than they are. I think Daniel Farker, when he arrived, he was an unknown and we had a lot of sort of deadwood players and he obviously ended up building this the club up, built a philosophy of football and, and the fans then became attached to that. They had an emotional attachment to Daniel Farker. They don't have that to Dean Smith. He doesn't even come and clap the fans after games or anything. There's no there's no attachment. He comes out in press conferences and says some pretty bold statements uh, before we played Rotherham and Middlesbrough. He said we ideally need... Uh, I think we need to get four to, to six points from the next two. We got three, so he failed on his own, um, own statement there. Uh, there's been a few others he said after the Middlesbrough game, we're going to come back a different animal after the World Cup break. Yeah, we just scraped past Swansea where we didn't deserve to win and then we've lost to Blackburn. So I um, don't know what that animal is, but it's probably been killed on the road because it definitely, definitely was uh, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not a different animal in a positive light. So um, mm. yeah, a lot of statements that really don't live up to the words that you know he comes out with. So that doesn't help him. He's criticised the fans as well, which is probably the worst thing you can do as a football manager. You yeah. really don't do that. And yeah, I think Villa is difficult because like, he almost got carried a little bit by the Jack Grealish. I mean, if Norwich had an Emmy Buendia now, they might be a little bit better off, but I don't think that's the sole reason. I think any other manager could probably 
get a little bit more out of this squad. And, and Brentford, ultimately, I think, you know, that's another one where fans look at it and go, oh, you know, he'd done an okay job at Brentford. Yeah, they finished mid-table for about three seasons under him. I think they got one playoff season um, under that run. So it's not like he kind of, you know, walked the league with them. So it's really difficult to to sort of make a good case for him in terms of, you know, management. I think he'd probably go to another championship club and, and probably finish mid-table with them and most of their fans would be happy. But Norwich fans probably have a higher expectation. But he set that expectation, to be fair to him, at the start of the season. He said, you know, we're going to get promoted back to the Premier League. And at the moment, it doesn't really feel like a certainty that that's going to be the case. Well, Adam, Adam, if you do choose to remove yourselves or remove your manager from the club, you won't get anybody from Watford coming and going, well, look at the state of you. We we know better. I mean, our motto is a manager isn't just for Christmas. He's also for the first two weeks of January. <laughs> yes. Enough said. And it could be worse. Roy Hodgson could be knocking on your door going, oh, oh God, don't I'll go take there. over. It's true. Do, yeah. It's very true. This is very true. Yeah. We've, we've lived that nightmare, yeah. Adam. So you're... Yeah. You're, you know you're okay still don't worry don't don't get too down it's christmas you know cheer up come on it'll be fine yeah it was kind of this time last year wasn't it that he was kind of shadowing round us we still had Ranieri this time oh, last year and then God. oh it's all right Hodgson's here and then things were terrible so we know all about managers that diss the fans and everything else because we had one last year and we had one yeah yeah, we, yeah. and then it, being at an away game and him sort of applauding all the home fans and leaving us who yeah. travelled to the who, game whom he used to manage oh we oh, oh, yeah. oh, I think I'm fairly right I think I'm fairly correct in saying that it was it was Ranieri's last game was a certain team from or let's call it or what county is it Norfolk turned up and absolutely spanked us 3-0 <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah. and then Ranieri was fired and we got Roy Hodgson in so there you go Adam it's all your fault yes <laughs> yes I remember that it was a Friday night it was freezing bloody cold and the, is that, that when there was loads of fireworks yeah, yeah. and the lights yeah. went I off I remember oh god yeah what do you remember the lights went off that was yeah yeah Fucking awful day that was. Yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> piss poor. But there we are. Anyway, let's hope that uh, those days are you beyond see, us. You see, we invite you on, we show sympathy, but eventually we turn. It's <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I'm, was the he, uh, who's your the, who's the American frizzy haired man? What's George his name? Sergeant. Josh yeah. Sargent. Yeah. What a goal! He he scored that like scorpion thing. Yeah. Oh, what? I wasn't going to go there. There has been, in the last few weeks, there has been an absolute theme of the player who last scored against us, or in Millwall's case, three, they then go, he hasn't scored since. Since he scored against us, Sargent's only scored one for you, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's been oh, a few injury issues. He's never been to the World Cup. But yeah, he's a man who could do with another goal pretty we, soon. We do have this ability to kickstart players or team season. We we, we, we are blessed with this uh, gift. But was Josh Sargent the one that you said looked like he works in a coffee shop, Carl? Yes. Yeah, he, looks, he, looks like, he looks like he works in a, in a Costa. <laughs> Writes your name on the cuff and then shouts it out. That's him. Which is an interesting analogy, got to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, well, we'll see. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think we've had some fairly decent results up at uh, Carrow Road over the past few visits I think I'm sure the last time we went we must have won which was towards the um, the end of the season wasn't it where it was kind of a I think you had the champagne on ice and then we kind of um, stopped yeah. that, that idea there but- was that there was the 3-1 in the premiership there and walking to the ground and chatting with people everybody was saying yeah we're not sure if Farker is able to take us to the next stage he's, he's good at up and down <laughs> but it's about trying to secure us in there so at the time but there was a there was clearly a lot of not 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 a will to just simply get rid of. There was a lot of consideration for the man, so we saw that. Yeah. So so there we go. Watford have had six clean sheets out of the last eight, which is which is really quite something. But so now we need to get to where the rubber hits the road. Oh. The prediction league, oh. the prediction league that is going now, as well as. Can I just yeah, um, can I just on. put a fly fly in your ointment here, Peter? Which is that you can. 
we're basing all of these predictions off of where we are at the moment. But by the time we get to this match, there would have been maybe two other games. So maybe I should get to go first because maybe Cole may have overtaken me. Hang on. He may have overtaken me on sort of the Millwall match. Just edit it, Peter, so that he goes before me if that is the case. But that won't happen. I have to claim, you know, ruling authority. I am FIFA like this. I'm, you know, I'm 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 Johnny Infantino, only with slightly more hair. The only person on the planet I can say that about. No, I'm going to tell you now. Just because it's many days away, I could, I would, I would have sympathy if anybody's performance in this had been anything even getting close to average. But they've all been shite. So the fact that it's a long way away makes no difference whatsoever. We are starting with our guest, Mr. Adam Harvey from the Pink and for Norwich City, sir. Adam, what do you think the uh, the 2023, 2nd of January, Harrow Road. What do you think the score is going to be? Yeah, I, I'm not confident, to be honest, at the moment. Obviously, if we've got two good results on the ball by that point, might be feeling a little bit more in a good mood. But at the moment, really difficult to, to see anything but a Watford win in this one. We've been so bad at Carrow Road. I think you've beaten us six of the last seven games as well, which is mm. not a great stat. So um, with that, going to go for a 2-1 Watford win. I think you win. Uh, you enjoy your trips to Carrow Road, and I think that will continue. And um, hopefully Dean Swift will be gone by that point. <laughs> <laughs> Well said. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. At the moment, Carlos, you're still in second. But Justin is right. He may I'm, be. Uh, he may be bottom of the I'm table. Still in, the I'm still in. I'm still in second with the EFL. Yes. Yes. Ah. Joint, joint bottom or joint, joint bottom second. or joint second, whichever way you look at it. Okay. The choice is indeed yours. Okay. So is this the pit where I give you my prediction? This is it. Yeah. You think? Oh right. Okay. After, so I was, I was expecting. League, you know I was expecting. I was expecting a bit more of a uh, a, a, a big me up, but well, no, fanfare, no problem. A fanfare of some sort. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I am going to the game. So, and I do love going to Norwich. Which it's always a, a, a good day. And in fact, Peter, I saw you at Norwich last time we were there. You, you did indeed. But anyway, I'm, I'm going off the piece here. I I think there's going to be a couple of new additions in the Watford side, and I do fancy our chances there. But you've stolen two one, so I can't have that. So I'm going to say Norwich nil, Watford one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say two, and then I thought, oh no, 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 Justin, I'll definitely go one. Yes, exactly. I, I, I may know, have, I know your game. I may have to change the rules just to ensure that Justin basically goes last, and therefore is grumpy the entire time for the rest <laughs> of the league. Because <laughs> he wants to go for a Watford win now. Two one's gone. Yeah, one, well, one all, one all is available. No, two 0 we don't concede goals. You said that. You yeah, said that exactly. You said we don't. We haven't conceded in six of the last eight. We've got like three games before this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We don't, we don't, it could be any we, team we, out there. We have to play. We have to play Millwall and Swansea City. So we we could. I mean, at the moment we've got two fit midfielders. By the time we get to to Norwich, we'll have, we have more. Kone, yeah. We'll have Kone back in. Kone will be but, in. But, but but the other six may all be crocked by then, knowing our luck. And Saar might be or, gone. We don't even know what the team's going to be. Could be that O'Coy's in goal because Batman picks his up picks up. O'Coy's so. in goal. Well, we don't, don't know. Do we? He's been on the podcast. He won't be in goal. <laughs> yes. yes. So we the don't. Kiss of death. We don't know. This is too far to predict. This is like doing horoscopes or something. So. Um, <laughs> What will we be in there? We'll be in Capricorn, won't we? I didn't realise that previously you have been so scientific about this, <laughs> oh, this yeah. entire you nonsense. Oh, you hadn't? Oh, okay. I've got charts out and stuff, and you just can't see them. Um, one nil Watford. You can't go one nil Watford because that's one nil Watford. Despite oh, oh, sorry, I've already said one nil. Perhaps I wasn't paying attention. You, Hold on, would you like, like us to explain the rules to you again? No, no. Two nil Watford. <laughs> let me let me just update Justin's CV and attention to detail. Yes. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you some old school reports later on that actually say that. All right, two nil Watford. Two nil Watford. Two good, nil. Good Watford, choice, Justin. Good choice. Yeah, I wanted one nil, but hey, what can you do? 
All I will say is every time everybody thinks Watford will win, we don't because it's the most <laughs> Watfordy thing of Watford things to start up somebody's season. Who knows? You could have New Year. You could have a new manager. Who knows? But uh, nobody, nobody gives a. Anybody, a manager bounce, be they new or old, like Watford can. Christ almighty. There yeah, we go. We're quite good at that, aren't we, actually? Yeah. Somewhat. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it's a long way off. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll revisit it, Peter. Because we, we know what Adam's prediction is. So maybe we'll revisit it. In the, no? No. Okay. No, it's just wishful <laughs> thinking. All right. Fair enough. Adam, thank you very much for joining us once again on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Best of luck for the rest of the season, uh, unless you're playing us, of course. Um, it's been lovely to speak to you again. Thank you very much. Cheers, Adam. Top man. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.